previously on The Last Game. Yeah, I can't yeah, guarantee I... that I'm going to be very good at it. I may end up just running a game that you guys just laugh at. Your patron, Lord Gavin Archer. He is responsible for keeping back the powerful magics of the Scald's Forest. Yeah, he's in the orrery. The orrery? What's an orrery? If there's going to be a new guild moving in to the city, I'd like to know ahead of time what kind of restrictions they'll be working under. I only have speculation and rumors, but from what I've heard, that there these creatures are glowing. How many guards went out there in the initial patrol? Those 12 guards went out. Are any coming with us or just us four? We can send you with a contingent if you feel that you would like the protection. Uh, yes, I do believe we'd prefer to have worms when fishing. Lord Gavin needs some of our help, and so I've been agreed to help him out with this uh, really important task. You guys need to go put up a bunch of these posters all around town. You, you can help with us, David. He runs down, like, after these students, knocks over a, like, pile of brooms and buckets and things, and it makes a really loud noise. And then when it all kind of settles down, you guys see David is, like, crouched with his hands over his ears, and he's, like, he's like screaming. He's like, quiet, quiet, please make it stop. What kind of enchantment or object can you give us that will help with Oh, this? I could probably give you these two arrows. Pick your target and you fire, and then it will hit without fail. You have to spend one action to, like, focus on an enemy while holding contact with the arrow, and then when you fire it from your bow... Uh, it, it's an instant hit. Yukon pulls out his axe. He takes the axe to the back. This should allow you to hit a little bit better. And basically what it is mechanically is that uh, anything that has uh, a light uh, emitting from it, you will have advantage on that attack. Do we want to pick up like at the docks or something, or is there somewhere we need? To yeah, I figured we could we could like in media res start uh, start you guys off. Because um. I'd like to at least swing at something. Yeah, unless anyone needs anything in town, I say we head to the docks and go investigate this glowy thing. Did you guys want to start in the boat or at the docks or on the other side of the lake? Actually, I'm going to take other side of the lake off the table. Do you want to start in the boat <laughs> in the boat, or on the docks? Well, now I want some new armor. Let's start at the docks. Let's go to the docks. You're at the docks. You guys start at the docks. Um, you meet up with a contingency of six soldiers who are assigned to come with you to the other side uh, to search for this missing shipment of items that Gavin had sent you to go find. They give you the secret passcode. They all you walk up to them and they say, "I hear that Hank's Yankin Printer Service has got a real deal." Only the best. That was the correct passphrase. Yes, hello. We're the we're the Fantastic Six. I mean, sorry, the Sexy Six, and we're here to to escort you for. Where are you going? What are we looking for? What's the mission? My name is Marston. Hello, Marston. Yeah, what's so? What what are we doing? What's the mission? What do you guys got for us? I heard that some people already went looking for this thing, and then they all died or something. Well, Marston, we're gonna go look for some shiny things, and we're gonna get some jello out of them, and we'll come back. It's real easy. Uh, you're mainly here, just you know, we don't know what we're doing. So, in case any uh, snails come attack us, you can uh, stomp on them. I wouldn't worry about it. I think our main mission, though, is to get back the shipment of the liquid spell stabilizer. 
and there might be some creatures that are also having this spell stabilizer. We just want to take all precautions and bring you guys along. Creatures, huh? That sounds fun. Yeah. We're here for a good time, not a long time. I'm here for a good time, too. Old Marston's never going to turn down a good time. Did you uh get everything you need, Marston? Are we good to get on the boat? Oh, wait. Have you figured out a boat situation? Or are we just commandeering <laughs> one? Uh, no, no. I got your boat right here. And he points um to like a sort of a pontoon boat but it's got a bunch of rowing sections uh and there's already a team of rowers in there it's not gonna have to be you guys or um or the soldiers who are traveling with you excuse me not soldiers guardsmen they're all ready to go they're kind of looking at you expectantly there just so happens to be a, a the local armorer has a what do you call that? Like a little kiosk thing nearby. We all go over to the local armor. I don't think we have time. Let's get on the boat. Yeah, I'm going for the armor too. We can swim if we need to. Hey, Yukon, you want to get on this boat? Let's uh, let's push off. No, we'll wait for these guys. Hurry up though. They look like they could use some armor. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I am the armorer. Hey, can we get some armor? That's what I do here. Brightness? What kind of armor would you, like to, would you like to buy from me? Just to let you guys know, this voice sounds much more terrible in real person, in real life. Really. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Can I get something that would help against um, large-sized creatures that may or may not be um, glow-in-the-dark? I don't understand the relevance of the glow in the talk, but I do have some armor that would be useful against large creatures. Okay, can I get some of that? It would be about 40 gold for this full plate armor. Are you sure you can wear it properly? Um, yeah, I can afford that. Here you go. Does your character have heavy armor proficiency? Okay, so I should ask for medium armor then? Yes. Can I get medium armor instead? I can offer you merely the breastplate of this armor piece. Sorry, I just drank some milk earlier. <coughs> just the breastplate. You fif 15, 15 gold. How about since it's a quarter of what I was going to buy before, just 10 gold? How about 12 gold? How about you have a deal? Very good brightness. Pleasure doing business with you. I want some heavy armor. You want heavy armor? Well, I just sold the breastplate off of this set of heavy armor that I have here. Did you only have so... one set of armor? Yes, only the one set of heavy, heavy armor. You can have all the rest of the pieces. Do they have any special attributes to make up for the fact that it's incomplete? Well, yes, of course. You see, this gauntlet has five fingers. Well, that that is one more than the last. Uh, how much do you think it's worth? My uh, Kelly Blue Book says that uh, those gauntlets are worth five GP. You're sitting impatiently by the boat. Roll for impatience. Belgren, you can have this other piece of the armor for 12 gold pieces. No, I'm not going to steal it from you. There's the bear sitting in the boat. He looks quite ferocious. Is he... Does he need armor, too? You're talking to me? Do, do, no, you're, you, are far, you are far away from my voice to carry. What if our bear did want some armor? I don't think he has anything my size. I would be happy to 
fortunal pair of armor. Okay, let me go ask. It hey, Yukon! It will be a few days. <laughs> new armor in a few days? No. no armor? No. No, I'm okay. fine. Okay, cool. Tends to just get in my way anyways. Cool, cool, cool. Um, kiosk guy, he said no. Thank you, though. Oh, okay. Yes. Hey, uh, kiosk guy, is that, uh, uh, other set of gauntlets up there for sale? Oh, these, these ones? And he, he points to a pair, I guess, that you want. Yes, they are, they are for sale. Everything behind the desk except for the tent is for sale. Alright, is, uh, 5GP good? He, like, leans over and grabs the little, uh, money thing, and he starts counting some gold in there, and he's like, Yes, this is this is good. I will take this. And he hands you your gauntlets. Hey, why why are your hands so soft for being, you know, an armor smith? I don't forge the armor. I just own the company and the smiths who do. Well, good on you. Your wife must enjoy those hands. It's okay to have a moisturizing regimen. Court. <laughs> if there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what was your name again? My name is Croker. I would I never understood why people called me that. Yeah, I have no clue. Armor vendor, are you here? Oh shit, and why did I switch to that accent? That's weird. Kroger. Yes. About that uh incomplete armor we were talking about. How much would you sell the rest of the pieces for? I could sell you the incomplete set for let's call it twenty gold. For an incomplete not even... It is more than half off. Well, I think we will definitely agree when I pay 14 gold, right? I think you are a very uh, economically minded man. Am I correct in making this assumption? Yes, you would be correct. Not all of us are rich as the armors in town. Well, then I can agree to get giving it up to <laughs> This is the worst voice I've ever done. <laughs> Please make it stop. Okay. I'm good with it. Bye, Croker. Love you. Goodbye. <coughs> Goodbye. Okay, back to the boat. Okay, I'm good to get on the boat. You guys get in the boat and you ship out? Is that what's happening? Yes. Don't we have a bard? I would really appreciate some rowing music. Um, Actually, yes, you do. And as you start to sail, you hear a song that I will definitely play as soon as I can find it. Well, I'll just play music. He's not, he's playing a version of this song, we'll say. And you guys start sailing. You can see the other side of the lake pretty quickly, but it does, you, you do get to a point where you lose sight of the shoreline to refuge. I really like it out here. It's nice and peaceful. Yeah. Uh, one of the soldiers looks at you when you say that, and he's like, yeah, uh, Belgrin, right? That's your name? It is. Thank you. Yeah, nothing to thank me for. Um, So, uh, what? you know, I before I came to refuge, I was... Let me get this accent right. Before I came to refuge, I was... Uh, you know, I was a kind of a low life, you might say. People used to call me Skippy. Skin, skinny. Skinny Skippy. This will, that was my name. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I was out on the road a lot, and I spent a lot of time burglarizing. Yeah, I'm going with Boston. I like Boston. <laughs> yeah, I was bur burglarizing the, uh, 
you know, people on the roads and stuff, and eventually I came here, and they gave me a job as a guard, and I decided that I was kind of a jerk, so uh, what brings you here there, Belgen? You know, it's always good to hear about a redemption story, and it really sounds like you took that course. Oh, I, I ain't been redeemed none, I just don't do none of the bad things anymore, you know? <laughs> I think that's the definition of a redemption arc, but I decided to come down you know, after hanging on the mountains for a lot of years, alone. And now I'm gonna wander about and see what I can find. Hey, Ace, a random question. What season is it? It would be fall. It's fall time right now. So I would sit down next to um, Skippy and Belgrim and join in. The mountains are probably getting pretty cold this time of year. What part of the mountains were you from again, Belgrim? Ah, uh, motherfucker. I'm not familiar with that area. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm scrolling through the map. My village is just north of Hiragard. Wait, what is the name of those mountains, Asa? It, I'm, I'm right above the ones. I'm right above Hiragard, right? That's where we talked about, but I don't know the name. You guys have just figured out that you have a very common connection here. Those mountains have no name. It's the unnamed forest and the unnamed mountain. Well, I always called them Steve since I lived there. You know how nature talks to you. I always called them Steve, because when I needed somewhere to think, they were always there to help me. But that is very interesting that we grew up in the same place. Is uh, Chris's taco shop still in operation down off 2nd and 3rd? Oh, I've, I haven't been there in years, so I, I wouldn't know. I left probably a little, just a little before I met you guys, um, and I haven't been back that whole time, so. Well, hopefully it's not. I heard that it was terrible heard all tacos made by people named Chris are awful. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I, don't, I do not know any Chris's. There's a uh, large looking furbolg sitting kind of close to Yukon and he turns around and he says, that's what he says. He's like, Daddy, I washed my butt. You washed your butt? What did he say? Ellie came running into the room to tell me that she washed her butt. He, he says, I, I do not know any Chris. My name is Crack. Do you know a Chris taco cart? Where's this taco cart? You tiny dwarf man, you talk about... You cannot talk about taco cart. It sounds like food, and then you stop talking about the food. If you go to the uh, university section, tell them you uh, vote <laughs> for Gavin. I hear that they'll make you some tacos. Are you bribing fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, just, just remember, if there's ever a choice between Gavin and Belgrun or another party of power, that uh, you know, Gavin has really protected the city and really should be the one to continue to protect us and rule. Wait, are you telling him not to vote for you? No, no, because there's like. They don't know what voting is since it's not a democracy. So I'm saying whenever there's a choice, just remember. Oh, it's Gavin. 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 Gavin forever. I like Gavin. He seems like he has all of his his defecation in a single place. <laughs> Grok, have you worked with Gavin a lot? I am a guard for the city, and I see, I see Gavin many times as I pass by the tower. Sometimes I go on top of the walls 
to look at the tower from the top of the walls because I am higher from the top of the walls and I can see more of the tower. You know, Gavin is a uh, mage of the people, as he likes to call it. He really appreciates the fact that you uh, enjoy seeing him so much. Hey, Grok, uh, when do you think we'll be making landfall here? I am not a sailor. Marston cuts in and he's like, uh, let's, uh, I don't know, we, we probably got a couple more hours. Uh, I made this trip a few times, it's not that long, but it's long enough that, you know, you get some time. Hey, Yukon, you said that you're from, uh, from those mountains up in Hierogard. I got family in Hierogard. Oh, cool. Um, yes, it's a beautiful area. Grew up there. I don't remember, like, a big colony of talking bears are, like, you know, I'm telling you I got family up there. I'm like, are we cool? Like, is there, like, are you mad at, do you hate people, or? Is that like a thing? I don't know. Is that is this okay for me to ask? I don't know you. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, we don't hate people. We just kind of stick to ourselves up there in the woods. Um, go into Hero Garden if we need supplies. But uh, most of the time, they don't really strike up conversation with us or anything. So we don't have many friends in the city. But we don't hate them. Okay. Did you come up into the mountains often? Or did you stay lower in the forest more so? Well, it depends on the weather. As you know, everything gets covered in snow wintertime, so we usually shelter up in the mountains um, for that season, you know. But once the snow starts to thaw out, we spend most of our time out there in the valleys of the meadows. I was a lumberjack, so I would go out in the forest and find trees, turn it into lumber for our town and stuff like that. So I spent much more time in the forest than, than most of the people, or most of the bears. What do the rest of the bears do? I guess it depends on whether you're a firstborn or not. The firstborns were all the protectorate, protecting uh, the sacred items that was in our possession. Um, all the secondborns or <clears throat> the rare thirdborns were um, the working class, you know, tailors, blacksmiths, uh, jewelers, farmers, stuff like that. I met I met some of uh, your people. I think they were the firstborns on one of my treks down the mountain. They were really pleasant. Oh, good. Hopefully you, you're uh, not on the, their bad side or the bad side of their sword. But I don't think they considered me a threat. I was just a short dwarf walking around. Yeah, as long as you didn't get near the vaults, you're probably fine to, to hide out in there and avoid the weather, too. You know, I have some important, uh, very important things hidden away in my hovel. Uh, do, you, do you think... I could speak to your people about uh, safeguarding them. Yeah, no, unless they're one of the sacred seven divine items, I don't think we'd even waste our time on them. So, And if you had one of those items, then uh, certainly, yeah, we would... Uh, can you show it to me now, if that's the case? It's in the hall, and, and you didn't have to be quite so flippant about it, but, you know. What are the seven sacred items? Yeah, you notice all the guards, as she asked this question, all the guards lean in a little <laughs> a little bit. Well, um, that's a good question. I've actually never seen them, so I don't, I don't know. I just know that we were made to protect one, um, and we lost it, and so now I'm trying to find it. Um, but that's about all I know. You know, I, I've been curious. Um, this is uh, one of the other guards. He's also a dwarf. He's like... I'm curious why two mountain dwarfs are both in the same boat, but uh, you don't look like you're from the same place. Are you related? What is this accent I'm doing? I hate it. 
Nah, we're we're not related. Are you sure, laddie? Pretty sure. I don't really associate with scum like him very often. I was never really around many other mountain dwarves, especially these noodly arm type. They are kind of like noodles, huh? Say something nice about each other. Just fight it out. Become friends again. His ears, though exceedingly large, do hear much. Court, what do you have to say about Belgrun? Yet your ears, they're like dog ears. <laughs> Wait, it cut off again. <laughs> I, I think he said that his ears are like dog ears? He, he means because I have such acute hearing. I, I do not think you are very cute, but to each their own, yes. <laughs> fluffy, small, th fluffy things are cute. You are, you are ugly, cracked hermit. The, uh, there's another one of the guards. He's, a, he's an elven man. He speaks up and he says, I, I am very curious as to how the four of you came into employment with Lord Archer. It's kind of a cushy gig, huh? Did you win the lottery or something? Uh, see, I found myself in a Pharaoh's jail uh, over a misunderstanding with the hill dwarf, and uh, Valerie's helped me out of the tight spot, so I just kind of follow her around now. Yeah, I, I kind of like to just go around collecting interesting people, and really, this is now my new A-team. So, how tight was that spot? Because you're pretty small, so it must have been a really small spot. Listen here, ears. I remember word of Gavin reached all the way up into my village that he knew lots of interesting, unique things. And so if I was to find my item that I'm looking for, that he might be the one to help. So when I showed up at his door three years ago, instead of help, he offered me a job. And here I am three years later, he still hasn't told me much of anything now that I think about it. Maybe he's leading me on. <laughs> Talk about the scam. Maybe I need to talk to him when we return from this trip. I'm I'm curious. That this is the elf uh, talking again, and he's looking at Valhari. He's like, I'm I'm curious. Where did you get the name, uh, the title, uh, uh, brightness? That sounds like a a noble title. Is that from? Is that from around this area, or is that a as as the uh, hill dwarf here said a uh, Theranos? Jail cell thing. I don't know. No, I, I kind of just like to travel around. Um, really, my my family, they're not quite around at this moment, so it was something more to do with them. But every once in a while, you know, I, I keep it alive, and I just, um, I really just want to help everyone out, you know, that's out here in the lower lands outside of the forest and... Uh, yeah. Is your is your family dead? Um, I mean, not everyone. <laughs> oh, that was blunt. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> fucking say, holy uh, shit! Not, not really everyone, you know. Um, I'm just I'm I'm taking my time, really just discovering the rest of the world here for a little bit. So, yeah, that's where I'm from. That is that is good story. I like this story. Do you do you glow with light? Is this why they call you brightness? No, no, I don't glow with light. Oh. I just have lighter colored eyes. This story would be much more better if you glue glowed. 
We are looking for creatures that glow, though. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This story is saved. Story is saved. Glowing creatures. I call them brightness, too. You call them brightness, too? I will call them brightness because they glow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they can talk? I do not know this thing. I think he likes you, Valerys. Oh, everyone likes me. I don't understand this term. Like, I am... We are not, like... I am for a bulk and she is drow. This is getting more and more awkward by the minute. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think one of the other guards kind of puts his hand on the Furbolg's shoulder and he just kind of falls silent. He's like, that's okay, Grack. That's the dwarf. He says, it's okay, Grack. Uh, and then, so just just to recap, you have a human guy with a Boston accent named Skinny Skippy. You have the Furbolg named Grack. You have a, an Irish dwarf. <laughs> terrible accent irish dwarf another uh, regular human guy you have an elf with you and there's a halfling as well who are all in guard uniforms what was the elf's name if you were to ask him that he goes oh it's very nice of you to ask uh, brightness my name is uh, roper is what they call me in this group why do they call you roper i once it's quite embarrassing actually i once fell into a rope trap that some bandits had had uh, set up and i was tangled up for a few hours and it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I don't like talking about it much usually, but I got made fun of quite a bit and they never really stopped calling me uh Roper. Well it's good that you just embrace it and you really you know love it now. Sure. So do you guys have any special talents we should know about? Either good with a bow or using magic or um anything like that or they all kinda look around and, and they they sort of settle in on the elf and he's like, Well, I have some some natural abilities, I suppose, but uh, no, just pretty much just all regular guardsmen, rangers here, you know. Got our swords. Does that count? We're pretty good. Any long-range weapons? or uh, The halfling kind of, he's been super quiet up to this point, and he uh, kind of pulls a, a little crossbow out of his, like, out of his big sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I have a crossbow. What's your name, halfling? They call me Giggles. Giggles. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all like laugh. They're, all the rest of them kind of laugh at this and like pat him on the back and everything. Like, that, that's Giggles, all right. Does he laugh too? Yeah, I'm laughing right now. Uh, Marston looks at you guys and he's like, "Now we just we call him Giggles because he makes us giggle most of the time." How so? Well, I mean, look at him, and you guys look at him, and he's not he's not doing anything. But they're all looking at him, and they just kind of look like they're holding in laughter. They just like to laugh. They say I make them laugh, but they just like to laugh. Yes, I like Giggles. He is my favorite guard in all of the guards. Where did you say you're from, Grek? I have family in a small city called Telandri. It is on the east east side of the world. Whole family there. I've lived there for generations. Do you hope to get back there someday? Yes, I hope to go back soon. I have heard that things are getting hard. The rivers have begun to flood. Yeah, it seems like there's been a lot of troubles across the land lately, huh? It does seem this way. Good business for a guard or a mercenary to be in, though. No shortage of work, if you know what I'm saying. It's true. There's not refuges, mostly just the drunk college students, so it's it's easy. They like to make party. You guys are pretty close to the shore at this point. I think that's fair to say. Thank you for coming with me on my ridiculous introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Who was hitting on on Valerie's? Um, Grok was hitting on Valerie's. 
just gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> I I do not hit Valhari. She is very tiny compared to Grok. If I hit anybody, I hit the bear. I do not want to hit the bear. I don't think anybody wants Probably. to hit the bear. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, Grok. Yeah, it's a good choice. So what are you guys expecting to see when we hit land here? Marston kind of looks up at you and he's like, Well, I don't know. It varies. The forest is weird. It's real weird. Like, have you been out to the forest much at all? Not this forest. What's weird about it? I mean, you know who you work for, right? Gavin's the guy. He keeps the forest from, like, making this place all screwy and weird. What do you think makes it screwy? You know, that's a that's actually a, that's a fair question. There's a lot of legends about why Skald's Forest is the way it is. You know, there there's a lot of rumors or legends or whatever you want to call it about why the forest is the way that it is. But uh, my my personal favorite is that uh, a bunch of a bunch of wizards way back in the day uh, took a bunch of other wizards that they didn't like and they buried them in the ground and trees sprouted on top of them and and so. It created a magical forest. That's the one I like. When did that happen in this story? Oh, uh, you know, you know, it's how stories always go. It was so long ago that nobody in living memory could ever think of. So was that the Scalds Forest that you're talking about? Yeah. What else do you know about that forest? I know that there's a just a ton of really weird, uh, you know, creatures and things. Have you ever been to the Scalds Forest? Uh, me? Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily into it, but I've been around it. That's part of our job, is to patrol the borders of the forest that's closest to us. That's, that's sort of what we do. I mean, why else do you think we'd have a bunch of docks in a city that doesn't actually have anything to sail to? We could maybe take a shortcut over to Hallowhan, you know, by rowing across the, the lake, but I, it's not really worth it. Alright, alright, don't get penis kid. Say, so, did any of you catch the name of the boat we're on? This is Pontoon 516. Thank you very much. Did you say we're uh, like close to shore now? Yeah, you're you're like within minutes of it. I want to do a, um, I don't know what, what kind of check, but um, see if I can smell anything with my, my bare nose. Would that be a perception or? Yes, unless you're looking for something specific, in which case I'd have you roll investigation. But if you're just kind of sniffing to see what you get. Yeah, you smell... You definitely get some very strong smells of um, fire, like old fire, um, charcoal, wood, burnt grass. Um, there's a sort of a stinging scent in the air that you can't quite place. And there's the coppery smell of blood, um, as well as like the barbecue smell of burnt flesh. Everyone be on alert. Smells like uh, bad landing over there. Fire and blood and looks smells like trouble over there. That nose of yours is pretty good. Thanks for the warning. Does anybody have binoculars? What are binoculars? To help you see better further away using glass. You mean look look fari goggles? Yes, I have these. He hands you a spyglass. Um, do I need to roll anything to be able to see ASAP? Yeah, are you looking for anything specific? Just to see what I can see on the land. Yeah, just roll perception. So you can see smoke um, and you can see like... Uh, some very small grass fires kind of nearby the shore. I shouldn't say nearby. It's it's inland a little bit, like is you know why you need a spyglass to see it. Um, but it's close enough that you'll be able to get there very quickly. Okay, and I don't see anything on the shore itself. Make an uh, investigation check as you're looking at the shore. Yeah, you don't you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Court looking the wrong way. 
This shore looks just like a boat. <laughs> Thank you, Craig, for letting me use these. You're welcome. I will not even correct you that my name is Greg. I Greg. appreciate it. Sorry. No, I did not correct you. Oh, no, I just did it. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, the boat makes landfall. You guys step off. The guards um, all jump off and kind of start scouting ahead. They're like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go check things out real quick. We'll be, we'll be back. Uh, says Marston. And they, they scamper off. The rest of the people on the boat who were, like, rowing and stuff, they take care to, like, move bigger rocks out of the way, and they start pulling the boat up on the shore. Um, You guys can help if you want. It's not required. They're doing their job. So where we dock, is there any signs of um, any tracks or any signs of other than, like, off the fires and stuff? Anything on the shore? Roll investigation. Um, You see something on the shoreline... Uh, that looks like it's not made from a boat and it's not footprints, but it, you can't identify it. So do you know what markings those are? That doesn't look like a boat, um, but I don't recognize what that is. And I point to whatever these markings I see. That seems pretty good. Okay, with a, with a 17, you can tell that something was on the shore, sort of like laying, almost like laying down on the shore, and then it uh, appears to have pushed itself back into the lake. Oh, it's in the water? Whatever made that track is now in the water now. Yes. All right. Everyone get on shore. I think there's something in the water that might be pretty dangerous. You don't have to tell me twice. And I'm going to run up on shore. The The rest of the crew of the boat like starts working double time to get that boat on, on the shore. I'll give him a hand then pull it up faster. Okay, Court, Court and Yukon, you guys can have a point of inspiration for helping move the boat. Okay, um, you get the boat up, and by the time that you guys are finally kind of getting everything squared away, Marston and crew come back. Marston's just like, yep, there's a, uh, there's a merchant, a uh, couple merchant wagons that were torched over there. Okay, um, did they have anything about the um, spell, the stabilizer spell in there? Like, could you tell what they were holding. There's a bunch of really gross liquid, you know, spilled on the ground. And there's some of it that, like, looks like it's, uh... Definitely some got dragged away from, from all that wreckage because there's marks, there's track marks on the, the grass leading into the forest. Nothing's intact, though? No, there's a couple broken crates. Uh, there's a, some shattered, like, potion vials. Uh, things like that. Can you lead us to this cart? I want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And they start running towards the cart, which uh, is notably towards the the smoke that's coming up off the ground, like uh, over the horizon. Um, and I should note that the forest is looming above you guys. These trees are really tall. Um, they're huge trees. And so, like, you're running towards the smoke, and it doesn't appear that the forest is even getting closer to you just because of how large those trees are on the edge. And there is a slight feeling of unease as you look into the forest, but it's not like... Uh, the best I can describe it is you guys would recognize this as being something that you kind of feel when you look at uh, Lord Gavin Archer's tower. Um, in that it's super magical, and so it sort of just stokes a little bit of anxiety in, in you. You're not like looking at that forest and thinking, oh, it's creepy. So kind of more like, ah, I guess on our way up, can I... I guess I'm not really looking for anything specific. So, perception. Camera perception. Or investigation. Yeah, perception's... If you're not looking for anything specific, uh, perception's good. 
Alright, I'm gonna see if there's any sort of magical elements around. Apparently not. <laughs> well, you feel the you feel the magic off of the forest for sure. As far as anything specific, as you couldn't say. Uh, and so, Belgren's just looking for um, just like kind of what's going on with the as far as the broken down. Yeah, I'm looking. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, with a twenty, I mean, you can definitely see like there's like at least three carts, right? Like three horse-drawn carts, pretty big, hefty looking carts definitely were packed full of boxes of all kinds there's um a box of spices labeled uh with the the label for uh roblin vice is his name he's he's a spice trader that's a pretty well-known name um those boxes are torn open and you know bags of spices are eaten there's (laughs) there's carts on fire or, or smoldering, I should say, like cart pieces. Uh, wheels strewn around, other uh, other crates that are broken into that look like maybe they had some kind of um, oil in them. There's a couple uh, sacks of grain and, you know, another just kind of trying to paint the scene. This is this is definitely like a murder yeah, no, fleet that was destroyed. There's one cart in particular that looked like uh, it was a little bit armored. Uh, and there's one smashed crate that has some very uh how would i describe this iridescent liquid uh kind of pooled around it and then there's a bunch of tracks that look like something dragged some very heavy square objects across the ground into the forest and there's a few dribbles of iridescent liquid that also lead into the forest looks like we found our spell stabilizer are we able to salvage any of it from this one crate or anything that fell on the ground, I guess. Is it, like, pooled up to where we could get some? You might be able to get, like, a sample of it. Uh, a very small, like, sample vial or something like that. But not likely able to salvage anything usable. Yukon wants to take a big sniff of it so he knows what it smells like. Is it that stinging um, Yeah, that, that stinging smell that you smelled on the boat is, like... I, I mean, like... So, Randy, have you ever smelled, like, straight ammonia? <laughs> Smelling salts or anything like that? How sharp that is? Not that I remember, no. But yeah, okay. Well, I, <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it straight up brings tears to your eyes, and you actually uh, make a constitution save for me. Whoa. Oh, jeez. Um, Yukon, Yukon is uh, incapacitated for about a minute and a half just with like these really heavy coughs. As he's just sniffed this, uh, this Are liquid. Are you alright, Yukon? What's going on? Would you like me to act that out? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awful. I'll go ahead and uh, give Yukon a pat on the back. I'm, I'm looking forward to my ears being... Coffee, I'm, so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my ears being blown out on that one when I get this recording <laughs> from you. Is there anything that looks like it might still have retained some value like from these spice stuff things that we could carry that aren't gonna like overburden us but that might still carry some value without digging too deep you know and just like cursory glance uh it looks like there might be a couple crates still intact but as far as like the stuff that's open like those spices have been mutilated those bags of spice to the point where like nobody would want to buy that if you had told them that like a creature got into it right um so the stuff that's broken probably isn't isn't going to be good anymore they'll just write it off as a loss uh, but there are 
just I mean with your shoot with your twenty perception, yeah, you you can tell that there's there's pretty much a a chance for something to be salvaged from here as long as you can get the the smoldering kind of fires out. I have well, a question then... about the fires too. Is this the only source of fire, or like? You know, we saw the smoke. Is this the source of the smoke, or do we see more smoke off in the distance? So I would say that there's a there's a pretty large area of like the grass that's around this area that's all been burnt, burnt pretty well. Um, so there was definitely a huge amount of fire here, and there's there's more grass fires like kind of moving off. And it looks as though there's some fire that is creeping towards the forest, although it appears to be creeping in a weird zigzag pattern instead of just spreading like fire normally does. Can I go check out that zigzag pattern? Sure. And Court, with that 14 side of hand, I'd say you can definitely get probably, I'd say two two vials full of liquid, two little like test tube size vials of liquid. And uh, I'm just trying to get anything of, I guess, value over importance in general i'm not looking for specifically for that liquid roll an investigation for me and then we'll get to that in a second valharis go ahead and roll investigation on fuck the fire oh. <laughs> um, this fire weird <laughs> it was probably at one time not on fire that's helpful. Um, is any of the like leftover liquid on fire, or does that appear to be like fire mm. resistant? No, as as far as you can tell, it's not. None of that liquid is burning. And with an eight investigation, <laughs> Belgren, you're looking for something interesting to you that you might maybe be able to sell in the future. And the best you can come up with is that you find a. I'll give you this. You find a leather binding to a book that has the book's been burnt. Um, to cr- to a crisp, but there's a, le- a nice leather binding that you think maybe you might either be able to use or be able to sell later. Thank you. Okay, so there's brush fires. Is there anything we can do to stop them from burning? It will always be burning. How do you know that? Because we couldn't stop the fire. It was always burning. <laughs> Is that a joke? I, I'm, I'm going to get out of my chair and I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to hit you. Uh, so we have a clear path of where it was going since we saw the crates dragged off and our coughing friend, uh, probably can smell it pretty strong now. So I'm going to start heading off in that direction. Yeah. Uh, just a warning. Don't sniff any of those too close. It's, uh, that's strong. Let's, uh, follow the guards in that direction. Wait, did the yeah. guards already go? No, no, no! They're bait. No, they're they're they're, they're, they're waiting. just walking in front of us. Yeah, they they've done their scouting. Now they're just there to like help you guys. All right, so you guys walk and or sprint and or fall into the towards the forest. <laughs> the the guards are are kind of with you, and they're they're sort of joking. You can hear that they they seem to just think that Giggles has told the best jokes uh, ever, and he's just like picking his fingernails or something, not really doing much. Um, and the rest of them are just having a, a grand old time. And eventually, you hear a loud crashing sound off to the east of you. Uh, did you guys hear that? Because it sounded large. I think I'm going to stop. And would that be perception or investigation? If I'm trying to like get an idea more exactly where it was coming from and what it is. I would say, since you've already heard it, uh, you're going to be looking for, at investigation. Um, with your 20, uh, you know that something 
It sounds as though something has just uh, broken some like limbs off of a tree in that direction. But it also sounded like it was pretty far away. I think we're... I think it's still pretty far away, but should definitely be careful. Or conversely, we could head in that direction. It... Uh, Mar Marston steps up and he's like, "Why? Why don't? Why don't we go check that out? We'll leave you with. Uh, I'll leave you with patience." And uh, they they all walk. The five of them walk away, and the uh, Irish-sounding dwarf stays behind. Can I go with them? Sure. You want to split the party? Let's all go with them. I thought we were here for the liquid. I mean, I realize that they're going to die, but... Yeah, I should mention that the trail of liquid is not leading in that direction. Guys, remember we're here for the liquid, the spell juice. Marston, uh, why don't you just... We'll keep our ears open if we hear that noise get closer. Otherwise, stick with us on this trail. Hey, man, why don't you totally leave like a couple more guys here? It's uh, it's okay, Marston. I'll stay with them. And Giggles uh, stays as well. Marston, if, if you guys go, uh, there's a good chance you might not come back. I recommend you stick with us. Yeah, but that's the job, isn't it? Wait, who are you working for? Are you working for us, or...? Well, I, we're working with you. We, we work for the City of Refuge. This is our job. This is to make sure the city stays safe. So if there's something in here that's going to be threatening, we need to make sure we're, we're looking at it. And and honestly, if we're if we're escorting you and there's something that's going to come up around the backside of you, it might be good to have someone watch you back. All right. Makes sense. Why don't the six of you split off? Three of you go. Three of you stay. Uh, Grok, you want to stay with us? Uh, Grok looks uh, at Marston, who shrugs, and he looks... Yeah, you guys, and he's like, I I can do this thing. Yes, I will come with you. Cool, so we got, like, giggles, grok, and patience. That's that's cool. And then and then you four guys, you four people. Let's uh, head on over then. And Marston, if anything happens, if you could just uh, try to call out for us, we might be close enough to help you. If we split off and you guys do okay, do you want to meet back at the pontoon or are you going to follow our trail here and maybe meet up with us afterwards? Yeah, if we can't if we can't track you guys on the trail, we'll just meet you back at the pontoon. Okay, cool. Sounds good. They're totally dead. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely Asa killing him off after I called him bait. Alright, so you guys continue following the trail of liquid. I'm sorry, bear with me. I'm I'm trying to do like two things at once. Oh, I'll bear with you, alright. Hey That was my one. We're only getting one tonight. No, I promised Ace at the start of this I'd only make one of those bear puns per session. You guys, you guys can make as many as you, as you want. That's very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys start to walk. You're still following this trail of liquid. And you come to... It's not really a clearing because the the trees are still overgrown above you. Um, but you come to a point where there's like a pretty big pool of... Like a big pond of water. And you hear someone shouting uh, for help on the other side. It is worth noting that the liquid does go that direction. You guys think we should go help them out? How wide is the pond? It's about 70 feet wide from where you're standing is it something we can walk through or do we need to swim or walk? it looks like it gets pretty deep like can we see this person yelling or we just hear him um there's there's a yeah there's like a head in the water um and some arms like flailing around oh in the water so run over to the far side of the pond and then swim out to get them how far 
from the shore, are they? They're like right up on it. It, it looks like the where you get when you get over there, it's kind of um, it's got like a, sort of a rocky kind of um, shoreline, and so it looks like it doesn't gradually slope into the pond. It looks like it kind of it's kind of a drop off. So they're kind of down below us, below the rocks, or I'm trying to visualize this. So they're like like right there, kind of on the edge, and they're, they're waving their arms, right? So as you guys come around, so as you're running in this way, and you get to right in front of them. Um, this woman starts screaming. She's like, watch out, watch out, watch out behind you, watch out behind you. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to throw the hemp rope, my hemp rope, to that dude. There's two pretty large. Uh, they look like they used to be knolls. They're kind of leathery, and they've got sort of that canine-ish, um, those canine features. Um, but they have, like, weird different arms, like, sprouted from them. And they are glowing. I think we found where some of our missing spell stabilizer went. I just pictured like a camera zooming in on Teal's face when he said that like looks like we totally found our spell stabilizer. Does anyone have animal handling? They don't look like they can be talked down so I think if you guys are immediately going for weapons then we yeah let's just go ahead and roll initiative. Um, Between Belgrin and Yukon who's got the higher dexterity? Plus one for me. Minus one for me. Um, okay, so we're in combat. There are two glowing gnolls, and uh, Valharis, it is your turn. So I got these new arrows, and I have to take an action to use them. Uh, to prep it. So I'll do that. Okay, I guess we move to court. I, I don't remember if I was actually got around to describing this. The, this area that you're in, it's not like it's a clearing. There's not a lot of tree trunks, but the canopy of the trees above you is pretty much it's uh, it covers the whole sky like this is very it's pretty dark out here it's not too dark you can still see because it was the middle of the day when you went in so the sun is right above you so there's enough light filtering down you can see but yeah this pond behind you has sort of a rocky the rest of the shoreline here is pretty um muddy and it slopes in but right here where you guys are standing it's kind of a hard drop off it gets pretty deep very quickly and that's where this person who's like out near who's calling for help they're they're like they're treading water at this point um out a little further are into the are you going to let pond. chris said he was throwing his rope out to him are you going to let that are you going to make him use that as an action uh it is court's turn now in the turn of battle okay so that guy is saved so i don't have to worry about him right now yeah yeah they've got a hold of the cast blade warding and run up to this guy I'm going to use my reaction to draw my sword. Oh, I'm sorry, my hand axe. Okay, so you're just getting it ready. Wait, you're not going to pull that person in? They, they have hold of the rope. Did you tie it to anything, Chris? No, I just left it on the ground. It is now this Knoll's turn. He's just going to sort of grab court, grab at court, and he's gonna and he's gonna bite him. And a seven definitely doesn't hit. So he he like doesn't even his he goes just. So then we're gonna move to Yukon. It's your turn. Yukon's gonna rage. You're attacking. Okay, that guy. Unfortunately, that does not hit. How about that one? That one definitely hits, and you're gonna double your damage, my man. It's a good thing that my axe has advantage on glowing creatures. Yeah, you you chop into this knoll. You take off one of its weird appendages, and you cut in pretty deeply into one of its regular arms. Um, and it yowls in pain, and it 
It goes down to one knee, but it does not die. I'm going to stay right on top of him, glaring down on him as he's on one knee. Roll intimidation. Yeah, I think I think it's not quite intimidated, but I do think that it is a very imposing image that you're putting down right now. And we'll move to Belgrin. And how are, how's this guy looking? Uh, the one that's on one knee, it looks like he's... He looks like he's... Uh, you could probably blow on him and he'd die. Hi, Belgrin. King of the Dwarves. I'm going to cast... Okay, so I'm going to bless my three friends. I'm casting Bless. Uh, cool. Okay. I bless them real hard. Yuck. It's the other Knoll's turn. <laughs> this other Knoll is going to move up to Belgrin, and you're going to hear it say in a very deep, crackly, grumbly, icky, yucky voice, it's going to say, Cliff meat. Did you say fresh meat? Dwarf meat is kind of what you got out of that. He's going to take a big old chomp right on you does a 15 touch your ac i don't think it does. no i have 16 does not touch your ac we move to valharis okay i'd like to shoot one of my arrows at the one that's next to belgrun and an eight does not hit i'm sorry ah! what was the point of the um arrows Divining the arrows to always hit. Yeah. <gasps> is that the ones that you yes. prepared? Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. You do hit because they always hit. Okay. That was the deal. So, yeah, you hit it and it goes. <laughs> and now it has an arrow sticking out of its shoulder. Um, okay. We are in court's turn, I believe. It will then. I'm going to do some of this. Case is not even on the right screen on his computer. It's looking at porn. <laughs> that hits the armor class. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm looking at null porn. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that hits. And you did six damage. It dies. You split it in half. That counts as two kills. I'm going to cut that one in half. And then I'm going to run over to the one at Belgrin. And I'm going to yell, you're next, fatty. And I'm going to run and jump at this one. Okay. Um, then since that one's dead, Yukon, it's now your turn. I guess I'm trying to figure out the difference between a grapple versus like a knock knock prone. Um, if there's any difference. or. If... Uh, okay. We're just going to make a strength, strength contest. I'm just going to call it. I might change this rule later, but I don't want to waste time looking for the rule that I should already know. Um, so let's just make a strength contest. Um, so we'll, we'll roll strength against each other. Use your modifiers as well. Just my regular strength modifier. Yeah, straight up strength. Wow! If I'm raging, do I have advantage? Yes, rage, uh, you get advantage on a grapple check. Well, I guess I try to tackle him to the ground to hold him, but I guess I fail. It was a good try. He, you you guys definitely were pretty evenly matched, and so there was like a, a, a moment, a full like six seconds where he's caught up in this grapple. We'll see what Belgrin does to him while, while he's caught up in this grapple. Does that mean I get advantage? No, because he's t not technically grappled right now. Okay. But it's Just like this, this fun idea that if you if you hit him, this because like it all happens simultaneously, right? Like that's the fun thing about D and D is that it's all the same six seconds, so all of this is happening. Court Court cuts down that one null and jumps at this guy and roars, and then the bear runs at him, and also like yeah, it's all going on all simultaneously. Okay. Uh, then I think I'm gonna go with sacred. Flames. Okay, so yeah, he's got to roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay, he rolls a sixteen. What a dick. Um. Well, then for my movement, I'm gonna, I'm going to go over here. Oh, okay. 
And as you move out of his attack range, he's going to take an attack of opportunity. Take an attack of opportunity. It's a good thing he misses. He bites after you, but we'll say that Yukon's got like a hold of his tail at this time. He's still trying to grapple him, and so uh, he he misses. Um, and it is now his turn, and he is going to just try to bite that face off of that bear. It's a miss. So he misses. And we're going to go to Valharis. I'd like to shoot another arrow at the same guy. Roll roll to see if it's a critical hit. Okay. So you still you're still going to hit him, um but it's not a not a crit. Uh it's Court's turn. You're going to complete your leap. So since I'm still flying at him, do what do I do here? I mean, you're you're going to land at this point, right? Like into him, I would assume. I I mean, I guess are you just going to grapple him cuz that's the only way you really op- occupy the same space? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay, yeah, you win. Um, he's grappled by you. So let's say I have him pinned down with my axe like I have the thing on his throat. I like that. It's a good visual. Am I up? You are indeed. Does a 17 hit? Uh, it does, yes. So if he's on the ground, um, Corey on top of him, I'm just going to forget about the grappling with my great axe, just drop it straight into him, standing right next to him. Eight, 18 damage then, is that right? That is correct. Okay, and then I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to move away or anything. You don't want to double grapple him? Well, grapple's the action, right? I already used my, my action to attack. I mean, like, if you did double grapple him, could we just, you know, subdue him? And then try and get some more of this flippity liquidy? If you want, but my axe is glowing and ready to go, so. I don't know the rules for double grappling. <laughs> you could you could tie him up with the rope that you threw to the person in the pond. Well, you can't attack instead of grappled, right? I can't attack and grapple. That's correct. So I'm just standing over him with my axe embedded into him while Court has him grappled. I mean, I guess you could suggest to him to try to stop fighting, and maybe if he stops, we can all stop. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Belgrin's turn now, right? So Stop, or we'll kill you. Is he just not responding to me, Asa? I don't think that you saying, no, stop, don't, is, uh... Okay, yeah. That's fine. I mean, it's your call, ultimately. I mean, you can uh, roll, like, persuasion or intimidation or performance, I guess, if you're going for, like, a like a Robin Hood, Merry Men type thing where you're going to sing to him. Um, I don't think I'm going to go with that one. Does a 15 do anything for me? So I think that Yukon and Court would... Or I guess Court, because Court's the one who's got him grappled, would notice that he starts struggling a little bit less, but it doesn't completely stop. And I'm sorry if I missed this before. How's he looking? Is he bloodied? Is he still looking good? Is yeah, he looks. He doesn't look great, but he doesn't look uh, like that last one did. Six seconds in, I'm doing Sacred Flame again. Okay, that one's gonna burn him. Okay, I missed that. So we're just gonna kill this guy? I'm actually not trying to kill him. He wasn't on death's door when I was talking to him, so... I think bloodied is technically 50% health, and he took 9 damage. So this shouldn't... Oh, well, quartz attack. I missed that one. So he might die. I don't know. But I already did it. I can't really take back Sacred Flame. Yeah, he's starting to look a little bit toasty. See? God damn, I'm good. Guys, I think we should uh, try and take him alive. So he's grappled by me, but he's also intimidated by me. Does that do anything? And he's persuaded by me. Like, we're triple ganging this guy. He just wants to get away from you, so 
I don't think because ordinarily he'd have like disadvantage on an attack against you, but I think that a panic response would almost lend him an advantage on his escape roll. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a made-up rule here, just in the last second. <laughs> I don't know if there is a hard rule about that, actually. Is it Thanel's turn right now? No. Yeah, yeah, it will be his turn right now. So I guess we'll see if he attacks us or not. If you heard uh, Belgrim's cry for to stop. Uh, Okay, yeah, it would be disadvantage. Well, he's still going to try to escape, uh, and that does not succeed. So he's still struggling. He has not heard Belgrim's cries for to stop. Uh, Valharis, it is your turn. Okay, so is there anything I can do to stop him, or should I just fire another? I mean, do you have any spells or anything that are more, like, less for damage and more for, I don't know. I can't see your character sheet, so. All I have is a dagger, a short sword, and a longbow. What about tying him up? Is that a, a certain save? The, I mean, it would essentially be grappling him with rope. He'd, he'd have the same. He'd have a, the. You'd have to make a strength contest, but he'd be making it with disadvantage because he is already I mean, grappled. That might be a way to go. Yeah, because you're close enough to move over to him and do that on your one turn. Wait, so I'm tying him up with a rope? Yeah, you're. That's because you. Or you could shoot him if you want. It's up yeah. to you. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like we're going to get any information from him, but. What would I roll for that? We're going to roll a strength contest. Um, so just go ahead and roll. Hang on. Just roll strength saving throw. We got it. Wow. All right. He's tied up. I got really excited when I saw that 22, and then I was like, oh, it's disadvantage. So does that officially end combat then, since he's tied up? You you have him tied up, but he still gets to make escape attempts at the end of each turn. So we can okay, sort so of we still have to knock him out, out of combat. Yeah, unless you're going to try to interrogate him. I think that was the intent. Are you going to interrogate him here? I'm totally going to interrogate him. Yeah, that was the... I mean, why else would we tie him up? the shit out of him. <laughs> tie him up just so he can be like, hey, good fight, man. Let's untie you and go again. You ready? GG. GG no re. <laughs> yeah. Yukon's raising his axe up again. Ready to strike. <laughs> Yukon, wait. He's already tied up. Uh, Court, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Um, No, so he's still intimidated by me, right? I did end his last turn, right? I, I forgot to make a s- save. Yeah, he's still intimidated. Okay, so what was that? What was that Polyjuice potion called again? Spell stabilizer. Okay, spell st- stabilizer, and it was like a blue liquid. Yellow. All right, so I'm gonna pull out my water skin, and I'm going to pour water down his throat and ask him uh, where the liquid is. You're waterboarding him. Heck yeah, I'm waterboarding him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're supposed to put a towel over his face first. Ace is trying to find the waterboard check. Do I tell him we don't have a deal, Morty? Because if we can kill our enemies, but we can't jack them off, then how are we better than them? Roll intimidation, I guess. And I'm going to roll a save against hit with disadvantage because he's already scared. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I rolled consistently that time. You say you're asking him where the the potions are, and he's like... Yeah, and I described it to him. I said, where's the yellow liquid? Okay, so he's struggling against the ropes, but uh, make a uh, insight check while he's struggling. He's like looking at my what, everything I'm bad at. Okay, well, he's he's he looks like he's motioning towards... Maybe motioning towards something, but he can't point at it because he's tied. 
can Randy back me up on watching him since he's standing right over him? Or I could back him up on the sense that, like, I'm not struggling with him. I have a clear view of what the dude's doing. Whereas, like, Court and Yukon are struggling with and may not be able to, you know, in the heat of grappling, see what he's doing. Yukon's not grappling with him. He's standing over him. Can I use my animal (laughs) handling for anything? It'll have to be on your turn. Uh, Francesca, but it, I think if Court is done with his waterboarding, we'll move to Yukon's turn. And it looks like Yukon is trying to take his head off. So Yukon, just in his fit of rage, hears nothing that you guys are talking about. All he sees is this Noel as an enemy, and he's just swinging at everything. I'm raging. Oh man. Oh, you are you? What are you trying to? How how do you how do you kill this prone, gurgling, gross Noel? So in Yukon's mind, he just kind of pictures him as a tree and just like cutting down all the trees out in the forest. So he drops his axe right through his neck, just as he would a small little tree, and it just slices in two. His head goes one way and his body stays grappled under the uh, weight of court there. I think Randy's real life charisma must be a 20. (laughs) (laughs) Mending. (laughs) No, no, put it back, put it back. You guys are covered by a geyser of blood and sour, stinking, sharp-smelling liquid. Except for Belgrin. I think Court takes a giant, like, Court, make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. First, make a make a dex saving throw for me, since you're on top of it. Yukon kind of snaps back into reality, I guess. And, oh, were you guys saying something? <laughs> okay. Court takes a face full of this, this like foul blood and liquid, but you don't, you don't throw up. It goes up your nose and into your mouth and into your eyes, but you don't throw up. So there's that. Um. So okay. So Yukon snaps into focus. Assuming we're out of combat after that. <laughs> yeah, uh. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Uh. Nice one, bro. Yeah, those things are creepy. Ugh. You got a little, a little uh, blood there on you and. Uh... Yukon kind of wipes away the, a little bit of blood, leaving the other 99% of the blood that's all over him. Oh, like, where? where is it? Like, right here? Yeah, yeah, right th- a little up, up, up a little bit. Oh, and, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got most of it. Yeah, that's that's good enough for now, I think. Cool. Good looking out. Um, I'm going to untie the creature and then readdress the person that's drowning in the little pond. Uh, he's been saved. Thank you. Wasn't he like they're they're still they're still in the pond, but they have hold of the rope, so they can't pull out their own body weight. It wasn't tied to anything. You just threw them a rope that wasn't tied. No, it was tied. No, you said you just dropped it. I think he was kidding. (laughs) Francesca didn't pick up on the major sarcasm of my voice. He he did he did say that, but it was in a way that was supposed to be insulting to me for thinking that he wouldn't have thought to tie the rope. First. <laughs> okay, well, fuck me. Okay. Well, in the heat of combat, <laughs> you can forget things like that with two gnolls running after you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to help my team. Uh, <laughs> well. Can I help pull this person ashore? Uh, sure. Um, you run over to the the edge of the pond, and you see this person is still kind of out in the middle of the pond, holding on to the rope. And she waves at you. Um, and make a perception check for me. You notice like there's some some clothes strewn nearby the pond. Some of the grass is kind of flattened. 
uh, before it gets to the rocks and stuff like that. And it looks like something maybe scraped across there. Um, and she's waving at you from in oh, the no. in the water. Um, no. And she's like, Thank, thanks for thanks for killing the gnolls. They scared the crap out of me. I went. I was here for a swim, and 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 they came out and attacked me. Okay, so just to clarify, it was basically I grapple this guy because this was all in the matter of twenty four seconds, right? That was only four rounds. So I'm basically in the heat of waterboarding this guy, and my hands were literally right there, and I asked him he points, and then Randy cuts his head off. He's 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 tied. He that's, can't point at anything. You said he was trying. Well, I guess the good news. I is think Chris is just trying to encapsulate the disappointment the that Court head. is yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm Court really wanted to finish his waterboarding session. Rage is rage. I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's your new bumper sticker. Uh, rage. <laughs> we can still go to where he pointed. I mean, <laughs> still, you still got information out of him. <laughs> what was the insight check that was rolled? Um, yeah, it was somewhere in the general direction of the water. I'm going to stop helping this person out of the water and ask them who they are. Francesca just kicks him in the face. Kicks him <laughs> the well, it's a girl, and we saw um, these same markings out on, like, when we docked. Not when we docked, but when we pulled up on shore. Um, so I'm guessing that's not a good sign that things are sliding in and out. And it looks like a woman. It might not be a woman. Uh, well, roll roll investigation on the scrape markings. It's hard to tell what it is, but it doesn't look the same as the markings you saw out near the shore. Um, the the woman answers, "My name's Mira." You said you were swimming out here. Yeah, I come out here to swim every once in a while. Where are you from? I don't have a. I I've been near Lower Temple. Some I've been. I I I'm around. Travel. Do a lot of traveling. Everyone from around here, including the guards that are patrol this area. They don't come into the forest, so I find it hard to believe that you just strolled in or got lost here. I was traveling with the with the merchant group. How long have you been out here? I've, I've been here f- maybe for the last half a day. When did you first get to this? Are we on an island? Uh, I mean, it's you're talking like the continent as a whole is, is fairly island-ish, but it's it's huge. Who did you say you came into the forest? Well, I came. I came in by myself. I was I'm traveling with a group of merchants and decided to go just wandering and and look around. Which group of merchants? We had some sp- spices and things like that. We have some bad news. What? And she swims to the edge of the pool and and kind of puts her hands out and like uh. What you, okay, what I'll you help mean? her out. She's naked. Wait. What? Her clothes are all on the shore. Oh, I thought hands out was like a help me out of the water because you're about to tell me bad news. I, I, you could definitely construe it as that, yes. So then I'm gonna help her out. Yeah. So we found your caravan. Um, we didn't find any of the merchants though, and everything was torn up. Not good. Burning. Looks like. They got attacked by some thing or someone. That's terrible. And she goes to take your hand, and I want you to make a strength uh, saving throw with disadvantage. God damn it. I knew it. I knew the two were too easy. Damn it. You grab onto her hand, and you start to bring her up. And, and I die. Uh, 
not to be not to be crass, but where her breasts would be are a bunch of scales, and you see her smile, a very sharp toothed smile, and she pulls you into the water. And I need you now to make a dexterity or strength saving throw, uh, whichever one you're better in. 14. Yeah, she grabs you and swims straight down to the, the bottom of this surprisingly deep pond. Yukon jumps in after him when he sees this go under. We're, we're rolling initiative. Wow, I have got some terrible rolls. Remember remember when we had session zero and I told you guys I wasn't going to run a lot of combat in games and here we are session two? <laughs> The uh, siren's gonna go first. Do we have to save Belgrade, or can we just let him go? <laughs> you already dived in. I, I guess unless they so was saying to roll initiative before then. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise round. She's gonna attack you, Belgren, with her claws. And since you're grappled, uh, I don't think an eleven hits. Since I'm underwater, I uh, try to save, but it just comes out and gurgles. Suck it, bitch. Yukon, it's your turn. So is um, Belgrim and the Siren, as you're calling it, in the water, or are they close enough to the edge? They're deep down in the water. She she pulled him into the water uh, and swam straight down with him. Well, I guess Yukon would probably dive in and try to free him, try to get um, Belgrim back out from drowning. I don't know what I have to do for that. Um, so you can swim down 30 feet, and they are 10 feet beyond that so when i dive in and go underwater they're already 40 feet away yes yes she's got she has a swim speed of 40 feet <laughs> I, don't know. I guess i'd try to swim towards them but i'd come up short come up 10 feet short still shoot i don't know what to do i guess that'd be it for my turn watch him as he goes beyond my reach make a perception check uh actually yeah belgren go ahead and roll perception as well i have a plus three and i still got a seven Okay, well, I try to get to Bilgrim, and I, I can't quite do it. I guess that's it. All right, Valharis, it is your turn. Um, can I fire an arrow and have it hit in the water? Probably not into water. Yeah, you could you could dive in with a sword or something, okay. or a dagger. I'll dive in, too, and go after them. Um, my speed is also 30, though. Tie yourself off and give me the end of that rope that you're holding. Okay, I'll do that. I'll tie myself off. I'll use Dash to go 60 feet. The rope's only 50. I'll tie my hemp rope to it. <laughs> We're doubling up rope here. And yeah, I guess that's it, right? Uh, yep. Yep. So court, your action is to tie the rope. Because like, I'll, I'll, I'll allow her to move 60 feet, but you're going to have to use your action to tie the rope to do it quickly enough before she gets that far in six seconds. Seems fair. I, Damn it, I really don't want to burn that turn to do that, but that makes sense. It's 50 feet enough. The pond goes down deeper than that. Uh, do you mind if I hold that rope real quick, Francesca, at 50 feet before I tie it off to the other rope? I'm just worried she's going to keep swimming down, and her next move would take us further, and I would lose out. Well, she can only go down 40, so you'll be able to get her the next turn regardless if you dash again. That catcher and not be able to do anything. Alright, because I was going to cast Witch Bolt, because that's lightning and water, so I'm guessing she's not going to like that very much. I don't think I'm going to like it very much. <laughs> it's not an area attack, it's an attack just on her. Alright, that, that hits. Alright, she takes six damage. That bitch doesn't take more? No. 
Why would she? If she gets affected more by lightning, I'm guessing if she's in water. No. No, she doesn't have a vulnerability to lightning. And if, if she's going to take extra damage because of lightning in the water, then everyone in the water is going to take damage from the lightning. Yeah, I'll let you that choose. seems fair. Well, yeah, let Teal take extra damage. That would be shit. I'm like in it. there too! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Belgrin, it's your turn. Okay, what I'm going to do is strength save to try and get out from under... Yeah, okay, you break free. Okay, then I'm going to... I still... Now can I use my movement to disengage? You can use your movement, uh, but disengage is an action of itself. Oh, I see. Okay, well, I'm still going to do that, because I'd rather take some damage, but be away from her. So I can't come all the way up to the top, but I can get closer. Actually, I could probably get to Francesca or Valerie. Um, Sorry. I'm like below, I'm at 50 feet, is, are you still at 30? Uh, I can move 25, so I can get to 15 feet from the surface. Oh, is that 50? Oh, well then I could grab you real easy. Asa, if, if, never mind, never mind, I don't want to push that. So, yeah, I'll take the attack of opportunity, and which doesn't hit, and I'm going to grab onto Valerie's. Does a 16 hit your AC? Then it hits. Alright, you're going to take 13 damage. We may have a problem. What's 11 minus 13? Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, that's zero. Our first funeral. Okay, well, I'm dead. Which is extra bad because you're underwater. can no longer hold your breath. Well, Valerice is still holding on to him, right? It's true, but the siren goes now. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she's going to swim up to Belgrin and she's going to bite him in the shoulder. And Belgrin, you're going to add a failed death saving throw am i really only supposed to have 11 hit points because that just seems crazy yeah level one is super squishy uh yukon it's your turn so where's the siren at then she's she's latched on to belgren who is being held by valharis i believe and then about 50 feet below the surface some other like 20 feet below me we're both yeah Tied off to a rope that uh, Court has. So Valharis and Belgrim are on the rope together, right? I'm going to get next to that rope so that if they come up, if the siren comes after them, I'm going to ready an attack. I'm not going to go any deeper, though. Kind of wait at my depth if the siren comes up at all into my range. Uh, ready my great axe to swing if she's following Belgrim or Valharis up. Is that a thing? Yes. Ready an attack? Yes. Valharis attack that bitch and i'll use my turn to pull you guys out is it my turn yet or no yes it's your turn now okay so i'd like to attack that bitch with my short sword wait yes i'd actually like to pull out my dagger instead um and okay. go for her neck you're gonna swim you're gonna just attack her where she is well, she's, like, right on, like, I'm holding Teal and she's on top of Teal, so I'm trying to just, like, reach around. Yeah, that hits. Does she do anything in response to my hit? Um, no, she's still latched on to Belgrin. Once, once that hot dwarven meat. Well, I mean, yeah, given... <laughs> gross. It doesn't phase her at all? No, it, it like, you, you maybe take a couple scales off of, like, her shoulder or something, but no, she doesn't even flinch. Court, it's your turn. I'm going to dash away from the water while holding the rope. Actually, roll... Okay, here, do this for me. Roll a strength... Just roll an athletics check. Okay, I'm going to say that you get uh, one-third of your dash. Um, yeah, you, so you, you're able to move 16 feet. 
But she has moved into five feet of me, which had that attack ready, right? So she's meeting my great axe as they're coming up. Okay, and is she glowing by chance? Uh, no, she's not. That hits. So as they're all coming up, I swing my axe right at her, and it connects. Yes, she gets hit, but she doesn't let go of Belgrin. Belgrin, it's now your turn. Um, I'm unconscious. Yeah, roll a death saving throw. Okay, that is a fail. This is the most stressful game I've been a part of. This might not be the best time, but where are those three guards that came with us? <laughs> we'll say that they got distracted off in the woods coming up on the... They're arguing over who gets to keep the glowing liquid on the ground. Oh, it's her turn now. Oh, I'm about to die. Okay. You only have one failed... Or, oh, no, you have two. She's already grappled onto me. She's not going to, like, let go. Another, another siren swims out... Uh, from the darkness and grabs onto Valharis. Valharis, please make a strength saving throw with disadvantage. I would not recommend anyone else jump in this water. Oh, oh shit. Nice strength. Okay, you're, you're able to, yeah, you don't, you you wrestle out of that pretty easily. She she tries to grab you, uh, but can't. Wow, that was awesome. Okay. Um... <laughs> I almost started trying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Okay. Uh, now it's the siren that's gone. Belker. <laughs> Her Just jaw distends and she swallows Belgren. Did you roll or are you just making this up? Uh, I, I, I have her, she has an ability here, so I'm going to read this to you guys because this is the one that I was having trouble understanding. It says, the siren will eat any humanoid reduced to zero hit points automatically, giving them oh. a failed death save throw. So well, I don't know if that means that the moment you hit zero hit points, she could matter. eat you I'm whole and you were dead. So I chose the option of she's going to try to force you into three failed de- death saving throws before she actually ate you. I got you. So Belgrin has been swallowed whole, and she's going to move down, which is going to give both Yukon and Valharis a attack of opportunity. So that that one, I mean, you you hit her as she moves away, but she's she's still looking like you're just pulling some scales off of her back as she's like swimming away. Um, that doesn't really. She still looks in pretty good shape. I feel like this calls for sadder music. Um, yeah, as as uh, she swims away. From you guys, you see there's a uh, there's a huge cloud of air escapes, and uh, Yukon, with your bare senses, you can tell that she burped, and there's like a uh, this trail of like armor pieces left in the wake of the siren as she swims away. Your friend and mountain dwarven person man, uh, Belgren, who you've gotten to know over the last couple years, is unfortunately gone r.i.p you guys don't have a cleric anymore uh yes it moves on to yukon's turn yukon's gonna just look sadly towards the siren as it gets deeper and deeper out of his range and then he's gonna come up 30 feet back up to the surface and again he's gonna ready attack for anything other than valharis coming out of that water is getting the great axe in him but now i'm on the surface um of the pond the siren that is Try, was attempting to grapple Valharis took a swipe at you as you swam up, but misses. And Valharis, it is now your turn. Hey, I'll go ahead and swim up. And I make it to the top, right? You skipped my turn. I did, I did skip your turn. Sorry. What are you doing? Can I see anything down there? Uh, It's 
pretty murky and now it's a little bit bloody. Uh, you see two glowing eyes a little ways down in the water that looks like the other siren staring at you. Uh, okay, that's such a good roll. I'm definitely going to let that not just turn the water to steam. Or rather, you turn a huge pocket of water into steam immediately, which is going to do how much damage to her? Okay, eight. she's going to take eight fire damage. Uh, you guys are effectively out of combat, at least for now. No one surfaces, nothing surfaces, except for maybe that small leather book cover that you guys saw Belgrin pick up on the beach. I'll go and pick it up. I mean, I could have the the sirens keep attacking you guys since they are both there and they can come up and force you into it if with their siren song. But I feel like that might just be kicking a dead horse at this point or a dead Belgrin, if you will. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. So I think uh, in order to keep Teal involved and not just like fighting without him, we'll just call that for tonight. Uh, Belgrin, you were a great friend, an even better dwarf, and we will miss you. There can only be one dwarf in this party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna be Greg. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Is that well, what I mean... people do? Well, because like seriously, I was thinking for Fearbold, and then I realized we met a Fearbold. I am 100% willing to to be cool with that as long as you're good with that. I don't ever want you guys to feel like you have to take over NPCs that I've created, but absolutely, if you're into it. Well done, you guys. I'm sorry, Teal, that I killed you, but I still enjoyed every second of it. <laughs>